All right, welcome to another episode of the Life of Becoming You podcast. Let's get this. I am your host, Jonathan Gilardi, and as a lifestyle coach, I can tell you with absolute certainty The biggest mistake that people make in their life is they don't look at their life in a holistic way, right? Your business is succeeding, but your health is deteriorating. Your relationship's going well, but you can't spend time by yourself because you haven't found that self-development inner peace. So by looking at yourself in a holistic way, what you do is you balance your life. And by balancing your life, you create a foundation to elevate your life. So you get the most joy, the most fun. You raise your confidence. You stay in congruence of your mission. Those obstacles aren't obstacles anymore. They're just hurdles that you're jumping over. You deal with the fears and the doubts and the worries and you turn it into confidence and skill and productivity. By looking at your life in a holistic way, you build a deep connections to your life, to your purpose, and to your future. This is the way you transform into your most authentic self unapologetically. Let's get this, my friend. Okay, and here we are on another Tactical Tuesday, where we deal with all the outside stuff going on. We learn on valuable topics, how to communicate, how to love, how to have happiness, how to elevate your life in every single aspect. And today is a special day because we are bringing on a super exciting guest. I am thrilled to bring her on and to share some knowledge with you, some knowledge that's going to take you to another level in your communication skills and keep you speaking from the heart, we are going to advance ourselves to a new level. So this beautiful, inspiring woman is an online talk therapist that uses holistic and scientific methodologies as a Martini facilitator who I am a huge fan of. She's also a counselor and a published author. I am so pleased to welcome Shireen Dindar. Welcome, Shireen. How are you? Well, thank you, Jonathan, and thank you for having me. I'm so excited. So uh, let's start off by, you know, telling the audience a little about yourself and a little about what you do as, you know, a talk therapist. That's such an interesting occupation you have. Well, um, My background actually is, you know, as an education specialist and, um, you know, having majored in psychology, I was always fascinated with human behavior. And um, it was it was during my my time as a as a lecturer that I was actually um, I was given a gift, you know, by my former CEO to um, attend one of Dr. Martini's seminars. And I was fascinated with the whole concept of being able to, you know, break through and dissolve issues and clear baggage. And that's when I think it was around about 2006 that I decided to continue, um, you know, just exploring a little bit more, learning, becoming one of his advanced students, learning about human behavior. And um, ever since then, I was, like I said, so fascinated with everything to do with human behavior. And it was recently um, that I decided to take it to a different level, you know, and just, and, and, and for me, it's about what moves me is being able to 
influence and change mindsets and perceptions. So there you are. That's how I ended up, you know, um, doing this, um, using the scientific methodology and um, doing what I love doing best, which is talking. So, yeah. Yeah, this is amazing. I actually read um, the book that Martini had uh, called The Breakthrough Experience, which was an eye-opening for me because, you know, he's, he, uh, he really speaks in a, in a very tangible language that people understand. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the way he, he talks and preaches is, um, you know, it kind of hits you home and gets people to really open themselves up. Um, so that is so fascinating uh, about your background. So I know you want to talk about communicating with values. How can you summarize that for our audience so they can understand what that really means if they're not in the personal development space? Okay, so when I, when I speak about values, um, I'm not talking of morals and ethics. I'm basically talking about values that are based on socioeconomic uh, principles. So awesome. there are many theories out there. I'm sure you know, there are areas of life that we all sort of, um, we have in our lives in, in, in terms of, for example, spirituality, family, social, physical, mental, vocational, financial. These are areas of our lives. And these are kind of uh, the values that I'm talking about based on socioeconomics. So yes, as I said earlier, it's not based on morals and ethics. So we all have a set of values that are unique to us. It's a, it's a blueprint. It's something unique and, and nobody's wrong or right for the values they have. And so when we understand what our own values are, and we all have inherently core values that are you know, unique to us. So once we ask the right questions and we find out what our core values are, then we can learn to communicate those values in terms of, um, well, at least with other people. And so when you know what is important to you and you know what is important to the other person, then you actually are communicating in each other's values. And that's what I believe is important when it comes to um, relationships or, well, anything in your life, any area in your life. That is so fascinating because, yes, the truth is, if you don't speak in terms of those values, it's kind of like bumpers on a bowling alley. You know, you can fly in weird directions, but the bumpers are kind of the values that keep you speaking uh, from your truest self. And I can, I definitely understand what you're saying about relationships because. If you're just, you know, if you understand even your partner's values and you're speaking towards your partner's values and not just your own, but understanding those, then you're experiencing such a deep connection. That is fascinating. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, you know, um, when it comes to values, you can, you can either be careless and not care about what is important to someone else, and, or you could be um, careful and you could be trading on eggshells, um, too afraid to speak up. Uh, but ideally, you need to be caring enough to speak in your values and their values. And so you actually, um, the idea is to get what you want mm -hmm. and for them to get what they want. Eventually, you, you both get what you both want. And that is called caring. And I believe, you know, that is in, in my in my teaching, in my therapy, in my holistic counseling, the key to communication 
is to speak in each other's values. So you would say that even other than relationships, speaking to your boss, if you want to achieve something, get a promotion, speaking to anybody around you, you must speak from your values and also their values in, in other areas other than relationships. Would you agree? For sure, because it works in all areas of life. You know, um, you know uh, some people would say, well, um, it's called manipulation. Children do it all the time. So if you know what is important to your boss um, and, 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 and you want um, him to or her to acknowledge a certain aspect of, um, you know, a project that you've been working on, you obviously got to speak to your boss in his or her highest values in order to get them to acknowledge what it is you're talking about. Because if you are going to be talking about something that doesn't make sense to them or, um, you know, that doesn't um, uh, make business sense to them, rather, let's put it that way, it's not going to get through to them. So for your boss, perhaps it is about uh, making sure that, um, you know, there's a profit to be made. So if you know how to speak in, in their values, you are obviously going to get their attention. You are obviously going to be able to get them to open up to you. Because when you speak to someone in their highest values, they will open up to you. However, if you speak to them, um, you know, about something that is of no concern to them, they're going to shut down. So um, that also actually transcends to um, how we challenge each other. So like it's, for example, if you're going to challenge a mother whose highest values are her children. Um, let's take an example of um, you see a mom in a mall and, you know, she's having, she's battling with her little child who's throwing a tantrum and your highest values are not children and you just walk and you just say, you know, you should do something about your child and maybe discipline your child. Obviously that mother is going to Oh, yeah. You oh, know, yeah. And exactly. So in the same way, if you but if you are open to that value and you communicate in, in the mother's value and you say and you are quite, you know, sympathetic and you say, you know what, um, I know what it's like to deal with children who throw tantrums. You know, this mother is going to warm up to you. So that was just a simple analogy about, you know, talking in each other's values. So, yeah, absolutely. It's about in any area of life, if you know how to communicate, you can get, it's a win-win situation. Absolutely. And you know, a lot of people confuse, because I know you mentioned before that some people feel this as manipulation. And I encourage all of you, you know, uh, all of you listeners in the audience right now is to understand the big difference between manipulation and influence. Because when you're speaking from values and you're speaking to what you know people care about, it's definitely caring, as you mentioned, Shireen, and it's also creating influence because it's showing that you're very thoughtful about it because a lot of people speak from what they want, what they want, what they want, and they don't consider what the objects in front of them and the people want for it. So that is fascinating. So what would you tell people if they're starting and they're confused about values, how can they start to see which values are important to them that relates to communicating in the social economic values that you do? So 
you know, they say that the quality of your life is based on the quality of questions you ask yourself. So you need to sit down. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> you need to introspect and you need to sit down. And, you know, there, there's a set yourself, for example. You can ask yourself, how do I fill my space? So wherever that space is, perhaps at work or at home, and you can ask yourself, how do I spend my time? So basically looking at the circle of life, you know, the seven areas of life, family, spiritual, social, physical, financial, vocational. And, and you can ask yourself, how do I spend my time? How do I spend my money? How do I spend my energy? Um, what do I envision for myself? What are my goals? Uh, what am I inspired by? How do I react? So... Um, how do I externally dialogue with people? How do I internally dialogue with people? So there are a set, a set of um, questions that um, I've been trained um, to use with my clients. And, 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 and those questions actually have a way of bringing out, you know, um, those values. And you would sit down and you would, you know, answer these questions and you would kind of classify them within those seven areas. And what I love, this, uh, Jonathan, is that, you know, it's, it's senseless saying that, um, you know, when you ask a person, uh, so what are your highest values? And they say, well, my family comes first. You know, my, my highest value is family. And then, you know, almost every single afternoon, he's sitting on the golf course. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> so like, <laughs> your values yes. have to demonstrate your life or your life, have to, you know, vice versa. So basically, um, it is about you. So it's not that difficult. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out what's important to you. So if you just sit down and you introspect and you ask yourself, so what is important to me? How do I spend my time? How do I spend my money? What are my goals? You know, you would get those answers and you would be able to figure out what is it that I actually do day to day and does my life demonstrate that and that will give you that you know that um that purpose you know about exactly you could basically sum it up in a sentence and say this is who i am hmm. you know i talk i teach i travel and i um inspire people to change mindsets you know i'm just giving an example of what my core value is and how i've summed it up for myself Yes, yes. I can see, you know, I don't know your specific core values, but I can see stuff like contribution is obviously a big one, you know, coming mm -hmm. on this podcast and contributing to a new audience. And, you know, that for me is another big one. And you can, and I, I really like that, how you worded that, because it'll help people really understand, you know, what you do, asking those powerful questions, because really life is the questions that you ask yourself. I firmly believe that, as you said. And, I think that, yes, it's cool, and it's also a great technique that by asking yourself those prompting questions, it actually figures out your values right off of that rather than, you know, doing a big list of values and trying to see what's more important and what's not more important. It's kind of like speak out, answer those questions. You'll find you, yourself speaking from that wisdom, and from there, you can clarify. That's fantastic. Now, definitely, you know, Jonathan, um, if I may just add something to that, I, I honestly feel if there was one thing they, they, they had to teach us at school was, you know, to ask ourselves 
quality questions about ourselves and, and figure out what our values are. These are the things that I believe every teacher should have, every child should actually um, uh, have as well, you know, uh, a set of values. And, you know, for the teacher also uh, to know what a child's values are in order to communicate and get through to the child. Because um, sometimes, you know, children are labeled and, um, you know, that they've got ADD. And if you just know what their values are and if you can speak to them in terms of those values, you are going to get through to them. So, um, you know, it's something that I've learned. It's such a beautiful tool. And I honestly believe it was one of the greatest gifts I was given, you know, in the year 2006 when I was introduced to Dr. Martini, and uh, I went for his seminar. So, yeah, and ever since then, I've been using his methodology and I've been practicing and, you know, even... Um, on myself, um, uh, if, uh, the, the other thing, um, every four months uh, or every quarter rather, you can actually you know, reassess your values because remember, we're not, we're not stagnant, we, ch we change, we're growing all the time. So you can't tell me, Jonathan, um, you know, that you're the same person you were 10 years ago. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. So what if, someone feels stuck in their values, you know, because a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, some of the audience members have had, you know, certain ways they were brought up that they don't approve of. So they kind of feel, you know, stuck where they are with the values that have kind of been implanted in them for so long and so long. So it's interesting that you mention a reassessment. So you do believe that the audience, if anybody here feels stuck in their values or in their parents' values or feel that some of their values are not congruent with what they really want, that they can redesign them to change their life. Absolutely, because what happens is um, usually because of a subordination to a higher authority, um, whatever that higher authority is, parents, teachers, whatever, we tend to sometimes inject other people's values, believing that they are our own. And like you say, that's where we get stuck. Alternatively, we may actually project our values onto other people too. So in order to um, be able to reassess those values and, and say, for example, you want to up a certain value, say, say finance is low on your value, you can actually manipulate that value to be in your top three values by asking the question, how is me being financially independent, how is that going to benefit me in my top three highest values, which may be family, work, and spirituality? Interesting. So when you yeah. link it, yeah, when you link it to those highest values and it makes sense to you, then only will you see the sense in being financially independent and then only will you start saving and, 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 and investing. So um, because perhaps that wasn't your value and you, like you said, you know, you mentioned earlier, people can get stuck there. How do I, how do I get this value to be, um, you know, a bit higher on my hierarchy of values? Yes, definitely. And, and I would recommend, you know, speaking from the heart too, because, I know a lot of people, when they think about, oh, I want to put finance up on my value chart, it's like they'll automatically, their ego will come in and say, hey, you know, I'm being selfish because I care about money. When really, mm -hmm. you know, 
if they dig down into it, you know, financial freedom can give you more time with the family, more time with your relationships, more time to take care of your health. If your health is in the top three, you know, of your values, you can, you know, hire a personal trainer, you can do these things. So I, I, I challenge everybody to not second guess themselves or put a label that they're being selfish or not selfish, you know, if finance is that also. So that way they don't hold themselves back too, you know, for, yeah, for sure. Because, you know, um, as far as I can remember, there was a time in my life when, you know, finance was quite low on my hierarchy of values. And it didn't make sense to me, you know, um, if, 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 if my husband told me, you need to save, you need to invest, because that, that is his highest values. And, and here's another thing, Jonathan, what's so interesting is, did you know that we actually attract um, partners that have similar values and opposite values so what may be awesome <laughs> that's the purpose that's the purpose of marriage that's the purpose of getting together because because what is usually highest in your values are lowest on their values and vice versa so they're actually challenging you to own your disowned parts wow and so always with this one I would never see the value of saving and investing. However, one of my highest values is studying and, and learning about human behavior and attending workshop, workshops and, and seminars. Now, if you tell me, if you link that, and if you tell me, Shireen, if you wanted to up that value on finance, if you start saving and investing, then you would be able to do what you love doing, which is studying and attending seminars and workshops. It's obviously speaking in my highest values. And then it makes sense to me because I've linked it. And then I will have a reason to want to be financially independent. Like attracts like. That's fantastic. Absolutely. That is fantastic. <laughs> so how can, I'm really intrigued by this whole, you know, this whole communication process. So I think our audience kind of has this idea now about either how, how your values benefit you through communication or how to either change, redefine, make them better, or even start from the ground up and start to come up with them, uh, come up with the values from some powerful questions. So how does the process of communicating with values, how do people know that they're actually speaking from their values and not a different part, maybe their ego that's challenging them at this moment? You know, is it a feeling? Is it just a topic? How would you explain that to someone who kind of feels lost if they're communicating with their values or not? So if it doesn't move you, you know, if you don't have that drive, if you don't feel it, because it's, it's, it's within you, it's inherent within you. And obviously, like I mentioned earlier, if your life doesn't demonstrate, um, if your values are, are, are not demonstrated in your daily actions in your life, then you know you're not living by your values. You're living by somebody else's values because... Um, you know, you're trying to live um, within somebody else's expectations of what they um, want from you. And um, more often than not, you might continue for a while living outside your own values and, um, you know, because you've injected other people's values. But your own values will always surface to the top. And eventually you will become resentful of other people telling you what to do, how to do, how to live. And you will know that this is what I was meant to do. This is my purpose. This is my mission. This is what drives me. This, this is what I love doing. 
So, you know, it, it, that's the beauty of it. Um, you know, like I said, none of us are right or wrong for our values. Those are our values. We are unique. And, and that's the beauty, to be able to take that uniqueness and to actualize the potential within ourselves. Oh, man, guys, I hope you see how powerful this is. I mean, knowing your values and communicating this also, you know, even the way you just described this, Shireen, would fall under clarity, too. You know, it's a it's a clarity compass, having your values set, because I have, you know, unfortunately, I've ran into people in my life that have went 40, 50, 60 years, and then they look back in their life and they're like, why did I do everything I do? Like, I'm not even there's so much stuff I've wanted to do that I never I got the chance to do. And I've never, you know, took on this path that I've always been thinking about for so long. And I truly think I'm wondering your opinion, if, you know, values would have cleared that up many, many years ago to put you on the path that you really feel is passionful. Yes. You know, um, in hindsight, when we look back and then, you know, we, we wonder, but actually, um, Nothing is coincidental. So I honestly believe that even if we didn't live up to our values then, perhaps we were not ready because remember, we are builders and destroyers. So perhaps we we lived according to somebody else's values and we realized that is not what you know we were actually meant to do. So we we build, we destroy, we build and we destroy. But eventually it's that it's that you know soul journey it's that that mind that those those levels of consciousness that actually guide us to that that soul journey so your soul knows it's 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 there it's written and uh, it's inherent and whether it takes um you know a few years a good few years by the time you you know <laughs> you at least you've come to that realization you know so hopefully, you know, some people do get to that point and realize, yeah. hey, wake up more. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And and I, I always love to tell people, you know, don't judge your path. You know, your path is uniquely your path. So time is irrelevant when it comes to that, because if you've had the epiphany, if you've had that aha moment that has come from your values, uh, you know, that's truly a beautiful moment in your life. So I would, I would recommend everyone just, you know, when it happens, if it happens, um, and to really do the work to make it happen is just a beautiful moment all around. So accept your path, love your path, even the uncertainties, because everything does happen for a reason. Yeah, those failures, in sense. Yeah, those failures were meant, uh, you know, to be learning curves, you know, it was your stepping stones to success, and it just got you to be where you want to be. That's fantastic. Do you have any, um, any major challenge that a client of yours maybe struggled with that you can share with other viewers that maybe they are going through right now? Um, you know, I had a very interesting case a few years ago where it was actually um, a, a, a relationship. It was actually a marriage, you know, that was going, was on the rocks for about, um, eight years. How interesting Ooh. that um, it was all because of the baggage that we carry, you know, on our shoulders. So sometimes we tend to live with guilt of the past or we live with fear of the future. And we kind of forget, you know, the present moment. 
So what was interesting about this case was, you know, my client actually had some guilt because um, my client perceived that there was some um, incest, you know, it was between siblings. And, and this client carried mm. this guilt for so many years. And eventually, when we kind of cleared that baggage and we kind of unblocked, you know, some memory and, and when the client realized that it was just playful exploration and, you know, the other sibling was being teased about being, um, I think it was gay or being lesbian. I'm not sure. I can't remember. And, you know, it was, it was a memory that my client was blocking with regards to that. And when we cleared that memory, everything fell into place and the guilt was cleared. And my client was able to move forward within the marriage. So, you know, sometimes it's, it's so weird how we hold on to that guilt of the past, but we don't realize when I showed my client that what you perceive to be feeling guilty for what had happened was actually of benefit to your sibling because by the, by the playful exploration you know, the sibling was able to figure out um, what was actually going on in that, you know, that growth period. So we don't look at something um, from both sides. We, we tend to be one-sided in our thinking. And it's that one-sidedness sometimes that gets us into trouble and makes us, you know, hold on to that guilt of the past. So once, we, once you clear that baggage and the guilt of the past and you don't have that fear of the future, then you are able to actually live in the present moment and deal with whatever it is you have to deal with. So that was quite interesting for me. That's fascinating. And I loved how you put it, you know, fear of the future or the baggage of the past and that a lot of, a lot of people aren't present. And that is so true because really the gift is in the present moment you know plan for the future of course and accept and forgive uh and love the past because it made you who you are today but yes the beauty is in the moment so how can how can people who don't you know uh get you know obviously professional help through therapy or or, your, or yourself you know how can they dig uh deep you know how can what are like maybe a tip or two that you can give people if they want to try themselves which is extremely difficult, of course, um, but if maybe they can find some of that baggage that's blocking, would it be, you know, sitting in a relaxed state and kind of thinking back? Is it questions? You know, what advice could you give them? Cool. So, so you can start with actually uh, working on a timeline. So, you know, from the time that you remember, maybe from the age of 10 to 20, 20 to 30, uh, 30 to 40, whatever age you are. So if you can go back as far as possible as your memory will allow you to, you can sit down, you know, create a timeline and list, make a list of every single thing that you felt guilty for. Everything that you did that made you feel guilty and to whomever that guilt was um, um, uh, addressed to, you know. So once you make a list yeah. of whatever it is that you did that made you feel guilty and to whomever that guilt was um, uh, 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 projected to, then sit down and ask yourself, how 
one basically how did me for example pinching uh, some money from my dad how did that benefit my dad and you go hmm how did that i can't i can't see any benefits well um in that time when your father did uh realize that he's um you know while you were helping out in the business there was some money that was missing it kind of made him more vigilant and made him realize that he needs to be accountable and he was kind of being willy-nilly about the fact that it's okay to leave money lying around you understand so the minute you process that and you can go back to that timeline and figure out what was the benefit to that person because surely there must have been something that they learned out of that whatever it is that you feeling guilty for then you would have neutralized the judgment within yourself yes yes and i can see it doesn't it's not about necessarily justifying the action but seeing the real fact that everything that happens to people is meant to serve as a lesson absolutely because there's both sides there's drawbacks and there's benefits but we are kind of you know um inclined to think um only you know one sided we 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 inclined to kind of think only the good the good the good so when it comes to seeing the bad we kind of shy away from it but once you see the good and the bad it just becomes neutral because anything um you know anything that you that you that you um perceive to be good or bad um is is a judgment and so it only becomes uh, a judgment because you've got either a positive charge or a negative charge and before that it's neutral so it's scientific if you think about it fascinating fascinating that is excellent and i think that's going to give everybody a very clear idea so they do this this timeline and they see all the things that they're guilty for and how can some of this kind of show them what their values are well in terms of values um they would be able to see perhaps how um you know a lot of guilt when it comes to finance when when you when you kind of blocked remember we spoke about how can you um unblock some of the values that you are stuck in so like when when oh, yeah. finance is not um you know when you are battling to be financially independent and you tend to be very altruistic and you kind of try and help everybody and you give money to the needy and you always helping out your you know sibling or someone who's uh, or your or your your you know your adult child who's um not finding a job and always asking you for money when we give when we tend to be um overly altruistic it it actually uh stems from the fact that you have some guilt that you haven't cleared in the past and when Amazing. i found that out and i kind of cleared a little bit of some of the guilt i had i kind of up to that value on on finance and i i started you know um seeing how my being altruistic was not from uh you know it was it was it was it was deeper than just giving it was being feeling guilty it was compensating for my 
for my feelings of guilt. And that's, that's, a, wow. that's a deep one. You know, that's, that's, that's mind-blowing stuff. Yes. <laughs> so we love <laughs> is all the deep stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, you know, and I can, I can relate to that. There's been so many times where, you know, I think we all have these times where we do things that we're not necessarily happy about. And we think that we're at a different level than what we just did. And we're like, well, how am I still doing that? I feel like I've grown so much and stuff like that. And it may be because they haven't either made this timeline or come to terms with the value. That's the opposite of what they're yes, doing. Yes. You know? Yeah, that's fantastic. So I want to ask you, do you have any, I know you wrote a book when did you release this book? This was uh, not too long ago, correct? Uh, no, it was 2017, um, August 2017. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, this book was inspired from your life, from what your business, what you do? Well, actually, Jonathan, um, this book was inspired by a very traumatic incident in my life. And it took a trauma oh. to make me realize, uh, well, I, it was always my dream to write a book. And I was always twiddling my thumbs, you know, I'm going to write a book, write a chapter here, write a chapter there. And 2017, I was hijacked and my life was threatened. And r little did I realize that my hijackers got me to write my book. <laughs> so... Wow, that is unbelievable. <laughs> that was mind-blowing because um, I, I never dream, dreamed that I could actually say this to you or say this to someone that I would be grateful for that incident. I would be grateful for that trauma. And, and, and as you probably saw, the, the title of my book is um, I Was Hijacked and I Am Grateful. Yeah, I saw that. That, that. I saw that. I was like, this is a really creative title. I need to know about this. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, they say anything that your, your, your body can experience, your soul can be grateful for. And this goes right back to uh, my training and also how I deal with my clients, with my therapy, with the, you know, a scientific methodology and, and, and ensuring that Whatever baggage we carry, you know, we neutralize that and we are grateful for what is as is. And that is a bit of a difficult, you know, pull to swallow. But I had to kind of walk my talk. I had to practice what I preach. And that's how I ended up writing this book because I thought, this is what I do as a talk therapist. I help my clients get through, break through, you know, dissolve the issues and the baggage. And here I am sitting with a trauma, um, trying to process it, trying to understand what happened to me. And that's when I had to dig deep inside my soul and I had to really look, how am I grateful for this incident? And yeah, and that's how this book ended up being published. <laughs> that's, that's powerful. And I think that a lot of people can do that in negative situations is ask that question, you know, how can I be grateful? How can this benefit me? Because, you know, a lot of situations in life that may seem negative at the start ends up being a blessing in disguise. Yeah. And, you know, it just takes 
a little bit of um, introspection, perhaps, and 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 you know, reflection to actually realize that there are blessings within crisis as well, and um, because you know, even I, I, if I may share, I, I remember clearly in that moment when I perceived you know, uh, that my life was being challenged and I was being threatened. It was, it was my fully conscious mind that actually saw um, 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 even moments of, of support, you know, where I, I found myself supporting my, 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 my own um, mind, you know, and, and, and psyching myself up to be strong. And so when we are in a situation where we perceive to be negative, you know, there is that positive, there is that support, but we just don't see it. But the fully conscious mind maintains full quantum. And that's why it, it, it literally is a very scientific process. Yeah, you gave me goosebumps on that story. <laughs> <laughs> you know, even, even though <laughs> the le- <laughs> can't quantify per se, but you know, you know, there, there must be some intelligence out there coordinating everything that goes on. And when you, you know, when you, when you go deep into this stuff then you go like, yeah, goosebump moments, eh? Yeah, seriously. And I think that's powerful because you were challenged in such a dramatic event. You were challenged to such a point that it's kind of like this positive, like backup generator went off in your body <laughs> that's like, I need to jump in and I need to do what I need to do and develop the mindset I need to develop to somehow get on top of the situation. And I think that our, you know, audience can learn from that. It's that there's always hope. There's always a way and there's always ways to climb over that wall and make it to the other side. And a lot of that is already inside of you waiting for you to access it. For sure, Jonathan. And, you know, and, and as easy as I make it sound, believe you me, it wasn't. I battled at least a month to come to terms with my hijacking. It was traumatic for me and it wasn't easy. I had to really sit down and I had to dig deep and I had to, you know, look. I could have chosen to be a victim of my circumstances, you know, or I could have like it's exactly what I did. I, I chose to move forward, not, not, be, not remain a victim or be in that victim mentality because that would not have, you know, I would have continued carrying that baggage of the past, you know. And um, there were times when I even felt guilty for not doing what I had to do for my other family members. And I had to work through all that guilt. So as much as, you know, you can be trained in something, we all human, we all experience all kinds of challenges, but those challenges um, are exactly what we need to grow. Because as my mentor always taught me, maximum growth, maximum growth occurs at the border of equal challenge and support. Wow, that's fascinating. That's it. So I hope everyone's absorbing this right now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, yeah. So do you have uh, any, any, you know, ending kind of tips, anything you would just like to speak to them and, you know, just kind of give them advice, tips, whatever you would like. 
and then let them know, you know, where they can find you, where they can either uh, buy your products or see your services, get to know you a little more on a personal level. Okay, so what I'd like to share is, you know, we've been kind of brought up in this um, uh, romantic, uh, happy ever after notions where we, you know, stuck on the Snow White and Red Riding Hood, Cinderella kind of story, fairy tales. (laughs) 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 They were actually my favorite. And, you know, as I realize now, it was kind of just, you know, perpetuating that whole elusive search for happiness. So what I would like to share and what I would like to leave the audience with is that you know, instead of searching for that elusive happiness, understand that with happiness, happiness goes hand in hand with sadness. They are both sides of the coin. So just like I explained, um, if you are going to be always searching for that happiness, be sure to know that you are going to end up suffering because of your inability to adapt to change and to challenges because it's the challenges that you need in order to grow so how can you know what is happiness if you don't know what is sadness so if you keep on you know comparing your current reality to a fantasy of it should be like this i should have that fantastic job I should have the perfect partner my life should be going well you know then you are going to get depressed and you are going to have the negativity the ABCDs of negativity the anger the betrayal the criticism the depression so my message is embrace your challenges embrace your trials your tribulations You need both the challenge and the support in order for you to grow. And once you understand that life is made up of both challenges and support, then, you know, it's just going to be so much easier to know that whatever happens to you is part of that growth process. And uh, like I said, you know, uh, if we, I think it was the Buddha that said, um, uh, human suffering, the reason for the greatest human suffering is the inability to adapt to change. So, yeah, and if uh, people want to find me, um, you can find me on my Instagram handle. It's Shireen Dinda Talk Therapist. And on Facebook, my page is called Let's Talk Life Talk. And then um, also on my website, which is... Um, um, www.shireendindartalktherapist.com. So there you are. You guys can find me there.
All right, my friends, I hope you absolutely loved that episode. And before you go, I have a gift to give you. But first, if you did love this episode, please give me a rating on Apple Podcasts. It helps grow the community and support the business. I thank you for that. You can also take a snapshot on Instagram, send it out to your friends, and hashtag me at Jonathan Gilardi. I'll throw you up in my story, give you a shout out, my friend. I appreciate it. And the gift that I have for you is one of the best ways to elevate your life is to elevate your focus. By having more focus, you avoid distractions, you feel more connected, more inspired, and you get a lot more done with your day. And this book that I have on focus really changed the game for me. And I want to give you this book absolutely free. And that is the best part. Just go to www.successcoachjonathan.com forward slash podcast and you'll see a button to grab your free ebook. You can instantly download it absolutely free and start improving instantly. All right, my friends, I'll see you on the next episode of The Life of Becoming You. Take care.